Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to The Practical Intuitive, where host Robin Fritz explores mind, body, and spirit for the real world. Robin is an intuitive, spiritual consultant, and past life regression specialist based in Seattle, Washington. As the Practical Intuitive, she explores life on our conscious, evolving planet, our mother. It's all here, from how the world really works to intuition, the human-animal bond, mediumship, clearing space with space cooperating, and spirituality. It's Robin Fritz, the Practical Intuitive, helping you master body, mind, and spirit for the real world. No ifs, ands, buts, or BS ever. Welcome to the Practical Intuitive, Mind, Body, Spirit for the Real World. I'm Robin Fritz. I'm here in Seattle, Washington. And if I cough through the show, my apologies, but most of us are suffering from wildfire smoke this late in the season. It is October 17th, 2022. And today I want to talk about race, about country, and about why they matter but in a much different way than most of us are used to thinking about it, because that's our job as humans, right? To grow, to explore, to think beyond the boundaries that we have unwittingly placed upon ourselves throughout our lives. I'm going to talk today about what race and country mean to us, and I'm going to do it by sharing stories. So my challenge to you is to listen with all of your abilities, your physical senses, what you know about the world, the facts that you know about the world from science, from your own study, from what you know about the world, your emotions, your belief systems, and also, and most importantly, really, in this show, is your intuition, how it works and how it can guide you into thinking about what I have to say and what you feel you can do as we move forward in our lives together. So again, welcome. My name is Robin Fritz. I'm an intuitive and spiritual consultant and past life regression specialist. I live by the ocean in Seattle, Washington with my reincarnated animal family. Oliver Alki, my seven-year-old Cavalier King Charles Spaniel, and Karis, a five-year-old Russian blue cat. And um, I'd like you to know that um, I'm <laughs> with my new show as I've started it up again in October of this year, October 2022, I'm going to talk about today's subject until I run out of time or run out of something to say either way. Um, 
And so let me get started in talking about race. You know, what is race? What is nationality? What is country? What is gender, religion, belief systems? What does it all mean in a real world when we step back from the blinders that we put on ourselves and look and embrace, look at and embrace our mother, our conscious evolving planet? So how does intuition and practical common sense help us participate in what I call a collaborative world? And what does that mean for body, mind, and spirit? And what does our mother have to say to us? And as I said, when I restarted my show in October 22, two things. One, a huge thanks to Chris Buck and Leoni Buck for <laughs> bearing with me over a very difficult almost two-year period here as I was recovering from some health issues. And uh, also, um, we're, de- we're taking the show in a new re- direction. We're really being out there um, and in everybody's face about <laughs> thinking about the world in a larger sense, because that's what we're here to do. I am an ambassador to the planet for our mother, our conscious evolving planet. But we are all ambassadors, and that's what I want you to think about today as we talk about race and country. So let's jump in and first connect with my partner, Fallon, the Citrine Lemurian Quartz. Fallon is an ancient power crystal, and, uh, you know, I'm learning with you <laughs> about things we've forgotten over our many lifetimes, but Fallon hasn't forgotten anything. He's been in the same body for many, many lifetimes. And you can connect with his energy or with him in the way your intuition works most strongly. So you can see pictures, hear him chat with you, feel his energy, or simply know you're connected to him in this show. But close your eyes for a moment if you're not driving and just imagine clearing yourself from top to toe. Imagine an energy line running down your head your throat, your chest, your hips, knees, and feet, and back up again, all the way to the top of your head. Feel the blocks clearing. Feel yourself making space for yourself in this time with us. And imagine Fallon as a gold light going straight to your heart and with each beat of your heart, filling your body with healthy energy. That is my partner. So let's talk about how we live in a collaborative world and what that means when we talk about living in harmony as equals with all life and what that means when we talk about race and country. In short, it's time for us to wake up. Uh, The world is bigger than we think, and we tend to forget that. Why? Well, because the world is very big. We're very busy living our lives And that's great. That's what we're here for, right? To live our lives the best that we can, to overcome difficulties, to celebrate our triumphs, and to really evolve towards love. You know, every lifetime we come here to love ourselves. But in this lifetime, all of us here together, it's time for us to wake up and look at the contribution we make to the planet and what that means. And we can look at it today by looking at race. So, What race are you? Right? Does it matter? If you look at your race, 
does that limit you? Does that make you angry? Does it make you feel proud? Does it make you feel better or worse than other people around you? To be honest, I've never really looked at race. I grew up in a small town in Oregon, and it didn't matter to me. I don't care what color people are. I don't care what ethnic background they are. I care about them as people. You know, I'm interested in people. I'm interested in who you are and what you think and what you've been through and how you triumphed over it and what makes you laugh. I'm interested in you as a human. That's ultimately a race. Now, people may say, well, I don't look at race because I'm a privileged white woman. <laughs> I have to tell you, no, that is not true uh, because there aren't any, right? Um, and I look at it from, you know, women, and I've had this conversation with a lot of women in the last few years, but even recently, women even five years younger than me were raised in a different world. One where accomplished women were normal and not anomalies and where they were expected and not put, respected and not put down. Now, of course, they still are. Women still are. Um, and men, right? And anyone gets put down um, by somebody who wants to lord it over them in some way, in some fashion, in some manner, right? That's going to be life, right? But um, we all have things that we have to face, and, and I, I'm really tired of hearing people saying, well, you're privileged because you're white, or I'm, I've been, you know, I come from a background of not being privileged, and it's like, let it go, people. It isn't the biggest and most important thing, right? And that's hard to hear, and it's hard to feel, and I can look at myself and say, okay, yeah, I was told from the time I was a kid until my mid-40s that I wasn't good enough because I was female. And that has reverberated through my entire life. So when you tell me people limit you because of your race or your education or where you live, I get it, right? But we need to put that aside because it isn't important. What's important is what we do with where we are, right? And race is only part of who you are. In fact, it's an accident or the result of your birth, right? And we need to look at that and create a world where we admire and adore the variations in skin color and background and religion and beliefs in culture and country and embrace our connections as fellow humans. And that seems to be getting harder rather than more amazing and you would think with the technology that we have with the ability to spread out and talk to the entire world that it would be getting easier not harder Um, and there's a lot we can go into in talking about race and I'm going to go in a different direction I'm going to go in a direction we haven't talked about before in terms of race and country because that's my job And also because it's time for us to broaden our perspectives. And I'll say, yes, again, I still trip over that not being good enough because I'm female. But at least I know that, right? And I can build on that. So the world is an incredibly beautiful place. And like race, our country is an accident of our birth, 
a lot of the times, and then our choice if we decide to go somewhere different. Um, the United States is a modern-day exception to that idea. Our ancestors, all, all of our ancestors, whatever we call ourselves, all came here from somewhere else. On my mom's side of the family, in fact, I'm a second-generation American in 2022, right? So you think about that, right? My parents spoke German before they spoke English. That meant my dad's dad was questioned when he wanted to join the American army in World War I, even though he was born here. And, but being able to speak German saved my dad's life in World War II in Germany as an American soldier, right? So you think German-American, Irish-American, African-American, Haitian-American, like, let go of the labels. You're an American or you're not American, right? You're a citizen of Italy or whatever, but we all are one thing. We are citizens of the planet, and that makes an entirely different consideration. We hang on too tightly to an identity that narrows us and narrows our thinking. And we could give us insights into how we look at the next steps we take in the world by thinking, well, wait, if I look at myself as beyond a white woman or beyond a indigenous man or whatever, or an American or someone from Russia or someone from Australia, you look around that now. How do we expand our definition of country? Right? So let's take a look at what race and country mean in a world of equals. So um, the concept that I was taught by our mother, our planet, and by her very active and involved citizens is a concept I named um, because it was the best name I could come up with to describe. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What I know from my experiences of working with non-humans. And that's a, a mindset I call planetary connection. And planetary connection looks at the world as it really is. Not limited by what race you are, but what country you are, by the accidents of birth and choice. But at all of us as equals, regardless of the body we're inhabiting, as all of us as conscious, conscious citizens of the planet, all of us have souls, 
we have rights and responsibilities, we have choices to make, and we have opinions. So how do we bring all of those opinions together? Meaning not just human, but all of the beings that we see around us in our daily lives. If you take off your blinkers of being human, what do you see? Right? What does race and country mean in a world where we're all equals? Not where humans walk around and just look at the world around them and say, oh, that's pretty or that's ugly or we need to take the garbage out or paint the house or whatever. But what is that being doing with its life? How does it affect me? How do I affect it? And how do we join together in the one job we all have here to do? First, well, two jobs. First, to love ourselves, right? To grow our souls in our current incarnation. The incarnation we chose to take another step forward in that journey to self-love. And what does that mean in, to the world around us? What does that mean to each of us? And how can we expand that? And then how can we go on to look at things like what people call climate change, right? I have to tell you, climate's been changing forever because we have a living, evolving planet. And of course, if you overpopulate your area, basically your planet, you're going to have problems, right? As we see throughout the history of the planet. But let's talk again about race. And we're coming up on a commercial here, but I want to talk, tell you some stories about trees coming up here. I'm going to tell you that I, I don't have all the answers. I have some of them. We all have some of them, right? thing is, I don't even have all the questions. None of us do. But what if we explored all those things together, right? And that's what our mother, our conscious evolving planet is asking us to do. To be ambassadors to her, to stand up and be who we are, who we've chosen to be in this incarnation. Your race is human, right? Your color, your gender, your nationality, your ethnic preferences, all of that is something that you chose when you came here and it's how we're living currently. So hang on and we're going to talk about some really cool things to help you think about who you are and where you are in a different way. I'll be back after the commercial. Your conscious connection to a more mindful world. Om Times Radio, IOM FM. Om Times Magazine is one of the leading online content providers of positivity, wellness, and personal empowerment. A philanthropic organization, their net proceeds are funneled to support worldwide charity initiatives via Humanity Healing International. Through their commitment to creating community and providing conscious content, they aspire to uplift humanity on a global scale. Om Times, co-creating a more conscious lifestyle. This segment of The Practical Intuitive is brought to you by Andrea Bovey, licensed insurance agent at boveyinsurance.com. Andrea specializes in affordable health insurance. Yes, affordable health insurance exists. It's called a defined benefit plan, and it's a budget concept. That means you'll be able to see any doctor, access outpatient services, receive covered preventative services such as mammograms and colonoscopies, 
enjoy unlimited free virtual doctor visits, and be covered for urgent care, ER, and hospital visits. There's more. During the free consultation, insurance agent Andrea Bovey can help you decide if you should add critical illness or accident coverage so all your risks are covered when something serious occurs. All this while still delivering savings. Yes, the premiums can be much lower than those in marketplace plans. Ready to check it out? Go to boveyinsurance.com to book a free consultation with insurance agent Andrea Bovey. Andrea is based in Arizona, but she works by phone and webinar so she can help you wherever you are. Andrea works with her clients to find the best healthcare products at the best prices. Ready to learn more? Contact Andrea Bovey at boveyinsurance.com. That's B-O-V-E-Y insurance.com. This is Kathy Beal, host of Celestial Compass, featuring astrology you can use. Celestial Compass points you to what's going on in the sky and what you can do with it down here on Earth. We also explore fun, effective, and cosmic tools for navigating this adventure we call life. Join me the first and third Monday of the month at 5 p.m. Eastern Time for Celestial Compass. It's enlightening, entertaining, and empowering. You came across someone struggling with hunger. How would you recognize them? Would you notice an eight-year-old girl who's who's not not excited excited for for summer break because she may not be having lunch again until September? Or a war veteran who's having having a hard time time landing landing a job and getting back on his feet? I am the one in eight Americans who struggle with hunger. I am hunger in America. Hunger can be hard to recognize. Learn why at IamHungerInAmerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. So welcome back to the Practical Intuitive Mind, Body, Spirit for the Real World. I'm Robin Fritz, and we are talking about how we can all be ambassadors to our planet. In a mindset of planetary connection, right, where everything is alive, has a soul, is conscious, has rights and responsibilities, has choices to make and has opinions, but where we're all equal. And what does that mean when we're talking about race and country and how do we live in a world that is really bigger than we've allowed ourselves to look at? when we limit ourselves by race and country. So let me tell you some stories, right? Um, as stories, they're fun. They, uh, they make sense out of the concepts that we want to talk about. And they'll also give you your own opinion, um, whether you want to listen to what I have to say, what our mother has to say, and how that affects you and your life. So when I was growing up, we used to go fishing on the weekends was my dad's big thing and we went up in the mountains to a lake um you'd have to you have to drive in on this dirt road and blah 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 anyway it was really cool um loved the lake loved fishing mostly loved being with my mom and dad and you know my family and relaxing on the weekends and um we'd have lunch we'd clean up And I don't know what they did, but I wandered off into the forest. This was really what we now call an old growth forest. 
And the trail I followed deep into the forest was basically a trail that the deer walked on. I mean, you could, occasionally they would come out of the woods while we were having lunch and look at us like, excuse us, what are you doing here? Um, but it was a very remote area is what I'm trying to say. And in the mountains in an old growth forest. All I knew at the time was that it was the only place I ever really felt comfortable. And I just really didn't understand people. And even though I was very bright and graduated at the top of my class, <laughs> I'm laughing because I, I kept repeating the IQ test when I was a kid. Why? Because I would get distracted and um, I would end up, you know, I was bored with the test they put in front of me, but I was having fun talking with the clouds outside in the trees. And honestly, I spent my entire childhood uh, not understanding that other people didn't do that. All I knew was that the time that I spent in the old growth forest, right, surrounded by nature, was healing and awe-inspiring for me. And imagine a young woman sitting on a log in the forest, what they now call a nurse log, right, so a fallen giant fir tree um, that is now the bed, so to speak, the growing place for other trees and ferns and so on. There'd be a little small river running through that. The trees were gigantic. The hillsides grew around, you know, were towering around us, but they were covered by trees. So it was really dark in the forest and the sunlight would come through in patches and it was magnificent. It was awe-inspiring. It was huge. I mean, you could be sitting there in that forest and just feel so small and yet so lovingly held by the awesome power of nature around you. The only way I really know how to describe it to people who've never been alone in an old growth forest like that with, with no, you know, sidewalks and stuff that help you explore for us now is to go back to um, Europe and the old cathedrals in Europe. And I remember exploring them as a young woman in later years, um, taking my goddaughter with me and watching the awe race across her face in some of these old places. But when you went into a cathedral in Europe, you could feel what our ancestors were trying to do. Sure, they were trying to honor their God, you know, and they got paid to build this cathedral and it would take lifetimes to finish a cathedral. But I always felt like they were trying to connect with nature in the same way that I connected with nature in that old growth forest. If you could sit in a space that was larger than you, that held so much life, how did that make you feel as a human, right? Your race, your country, right? Not quite the same thing as the old growth forest, but as close as they could get in Europe and as close as we'll get. And uh, think about that. The next time you go into a gigantic space, yes, it was built to worship, but it was also built to awe, right? To inspire you. And that feeling of awe is one of the things that will help you connect to your purpose here beyond self-love, beyond the job that you do, beyond your families, to your role as a planetary citizen, to your role as, as learning to 
reach out and connect as an equal with all life. I felt connected as one with the planet in those days. And I felt privileged just to be there. And it got me through the years of going to school where I just didn't understand the people around me. So let's fast forward to 2009. I was visiting the Oregon coast with my two Cavaliers. My first Cavalier, Murphy Brown, um, Cavalier King Charles Spaniel, and then her brother, Alki. Alki, uh, well, I go into that in future shows, but um, they were the same soul in two different bodies in my household at the same time. And yeah, it's pretty weird. <laughs> but they were pretty magnificent personalities, and I miss them every day. Although um, my cat now and my dog now are reincarnations um, of the dog and of the cat of a previous cat. But still, I was exploring the Oregon coast with my two Cavaliers and a friend and her Cavalier. And two things were going on at that time. One is I was considering leaving Seattle, this beautiful city that I dearly love through all of its triumphs and troubles. I was considering moving to the Oregon coast. Now, I grew up in Oregon, and my family spent a lot of time on the Oregon coast, and I loved it. I was, so, I am still so connected to the ocean, and that's why I'm very content in Seattle, actually, because I live by the ocean, not in a swampy area that the government fills in and builds homes on stupidly for other people, up in a way where climate change, so to speak, isn't going to affect us, but I still see the ocean every day. And that, to me, is healing. I love the ocean. And I thought, what could be more magnificent than living on the Oregon coast? Well, a Fallon was my business partner. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And Fallon is a crystal ball, citrine, Lemurian quartz. And I know people... Even people who claim to do the work that I do as an intuitives and spiritual consultants and whatever think Fallon is weird. So, you know, we all have our limitations. That's a story for a different time. But when I was looking to move to the Oregon coast, I would stop in at various um, real estate offices and I would explain that I worked as an intuitive I talked with the dead and my business partner was a crystal ball and would I or would I not be welcome in that community <laughs> maybe that's the kind of thing that Democrats and Republicans talk about today but I was talking about me and my crystal ball and a few places said yeah no thank you and a few others said sure of course why not, right? So, again, um, prejudice, you, you, talking about being prejudiced, people being prejudiced against you because of your race or your religious or cultural beliefs, yeah, I know all about it, right? So I went out and I talked with the land and I said, you know, as we all should be doing when we talk about where we're living, I said, 
would I be welcome here? Would my family and I, would my crystal ball and I, my animals and I be welcome here? Can I come and live here? I love the Oregon coast. And the answer was no. No, you can't move here. The weather is too harsh and you're not well enough. And you would spend all your time trying to get healthy and stay healthy and not be sick. And then you wouldn't be doing the work you came here to do. And I'm like, what? What the heck are you talking about? <laughs> like, what? Yes, I was not healthy. I spent many years getting healthy. That's another long story. So the last two years where I suddenly found out I needed a new hip and then went through all the months of doing that, that was, that was a real head screw up kind of deal, <laughs> which I got through. But the Oregon coast is telling me, no, you can't come and live here. And I'm like, wait, what? So I'll go back to the story of the Oregon coast when I first tell you what the answer to that was. I came home and I started researching, why can I not live at the Oregon coast? Why am I not healthy enough? So Seattle gets 38 inches of rain a year. Okay, tell that to us when we have had half an inch of rain since the 1st of July. We have been breathing wildfire smoke since September 9th. It is now October 17th. And this weekend, it was unhealthy to breathe the air here. And it has been unhealthy for weeks. So yeah, we're hoping for rain, right? But we're at 25 inches and counting for the year, which is slightly above normal, but we had this long dry spell. So, but our average rainfall in Seattle is 37 inches. And so, yeah, you can talk about Seattle being dreary and rainy and so on. It's, it's not true, but if you want to think that and that keeps you from moving here, fine, right? Because we have enough, right? So I look up the Oregon coast, even though I grew up there, never thought twice about it. They get 70 to 90 inches of rain a year. No wonder the land was telling me I wasn't healthy enough to move there. I mean, that's a lot of rain. <laughs> and that's a lot of climate that in my fragile health at the time, I recognized I would not do well in. But I heard that from the land, not from another human. So kind of an idea for how you can expand how you think and feel in the world and where you're going from. So... So I was shocked, right? I was like, huh, I was also depressed. Um, but I recognized that the land was right. And I went back and I thanked it for recognizing that and letting me know. And I was grateful that I could hear that. And, you know, I'm wondering when if you're thinking about moving, if you're thinking about the country that you're born in, the land around you, or the country you're thinking of going to is suitable for your health and not just your physical health but your emotional health and all of that that comes into play with that so the next thing that happened was I met a giant tree okay (laughs) this is such a great story And it tells you everything you really need to know about race and country. So we're going to run into a commercial here in a few minutes, but we'll finish it up this hour. So my friend and I were driving with our three dogs, her one and my two. And uh, 
we pulled over in this area where you few people could park and there was a path that you could walk through um, the woods there in the northern on the northern Oregon coast. Now, the Nor Oregon coast is is very wild, right? Um, it there are mountains that haven't been logged out and uh, um, giant trees as you know a lot of rain you know helps trees grow well um, very rugged mountainous country and uh, you can spend a lot of time at the beach you can also hike in the mountains on these established trails or you can like try to find your way through the mountains on your own which I would not recommend um, because uh, you'll never know where that next step will take you. Parts of the Oregon coast that I visited when I was young aren't there anymore. They tumbled into the ocean because that's called erosion and that's what happens. So anyway, we pulled over, look at that trail, and I'm looking at this gigantic Douglas fir tree. And I, I love trees. I said that when I uh, earlier when I talked about how didn't, wonderful I felt like you want to call it a spiritual experience sitting in the old growth forest in my youth but I love trees and I love Douglas fir trees and this tree was not too far from the trail right there and um, it was enormous now when you think about giant trees most of the trees most of us see are straight up and down trees right but when they get really big, they spread out at the base, right? Otherwise, they'll fall over, right? Because they need that stability. So the base spreads out, right? And the base can be pretty big, not just the way it spreads out, but how high it is. So this tree was really big. And to actually get to the trunk of the tree, like most of us would go up to a tree and just, you know, put our hands on it and pat it. You have to lean way over <laughs> or walk up on its roots, which seems kind of rude, right? So my friend pulled over and we're sitting there and I'm like, I have to get out and go see that tree. I just have to go see that tree. So the, my friend stayed in the car with the dogs and I went up to the tree to admire it. And I reached out to touch it. And I was suspended in air. I literally hit a wall, an invisible wall. And I was shocked and I was also kind of trapped because <laughs> I was leaning over and I couldn't get to the trunk, right? So if you were driving by in a car at that moment, you would see this woman leaning over, hands outstretched, touching nothing and unable to move. So we'll finish this story after the commercial and then we'll talk some more about race and country. Hang on. We'll be back. A conscious lifestyle for a mindful life. Om Times Radio. IOM FM. Ascending Hearts is no ordinary dating site, but a spiritual dating site with a purpose to link you with your soulmate. We engineer the serendipity so you can trust that you will attune with someone that has the same matching vibration as you. Ascending Hearts, the conscious dating site for the spiritually aware. Try Ascending Hearts for free 
AscendingHearts.com. Shift your life at Shift New York. This year, the 16th annual Shift New York Holistic and Psychic Fair will celebrate your healing and wellness. Join us this October 29th and 30th as we are featuring top holistic practitioners and the best spiritual teachers from the Northeast. Join one of our free workshops on spiritual topics to help you shift your life. Discover dream interpretation, animal communication, sound healing, and so much more. Other activities include tarot reading, alternative energy, spiritual healing, mediumship. Private readings and energy healings are also available. You will not want to miss this. Pre-book to guarantee your spot. Shift your life with us. Learn more at shiftnewyork.com. Grab a cup of tea or a glass of wine and tune in for Inspired Conversations with publisher Linda Joy on Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern. Linda creates sacred space for leading female luminaries, empowering authors, heart-centered female entrepreneurs, coaches, and healers. A soulful venue where guests openly share the fears and obstacles they've overcome, wisdom and lessons learned, and the personal journey that led them to the transformational work they do in the world. Inspired conversations to empower you on your path to authentic, soulful living. If I could be you, and you could be me, for just one hour, if you could find a way to get inside each other's mind, walk a mile in my shoes, walk a mile in my shoes, walk a mile in my shoes. shoes. We've all felt left out, and for some, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org, brought to you by the Ad Council. Walk a mile in my shoes. Welcome back to the Practical Intuitive, Mind, Body, Spirit for the Real World. It's Robin Fritz, and I'm telling the story of meeting a giant Douglas fir tree. In a segment, in a show where we're talking about race and country and what that means. So, I am so excited I wanted to just basically hug the tree, (laughs) or at least touch its trunk. And as I leaned forward, I met this barrier. It was an invisible barrier. It held me about two feet away from the tree. And I was leaning forward, so it was like, okay, this is really awkward because I need to back up and get away because I'd done something really wrong, right? And I was absolutely appalled. Again, if you'd been driving by, you would have seen this woman leaning forward and holding her hands out and not touching anything and not going anywhere, you know. Um, And I was appalled. And I... Pulled back, I struggled to pull back and not fall over. And finally, I was standing straight again. And I apologized to the tree out loud. I said, oh my gosh, I am so sorry. I tried to touch you without permission. I am so sorry. I was out of line. And the tree was like, you know better than that. You know better than to touch without permission. And I said, yes, I do. I forgot. Right? I just forgot. And that's a common problem. Okay, I'm taking a break from the story to say that's a common problem that we have. We take the world around us for granted. We'll look at a tree and we'll touch it. And we won't think like, does the tree want to be touched? Does it welcome that? You know, 
did you introduce yourself to it? Would you go up to another human and touch them and not expect to be smacked? Right? So the tree was like, hey, what were you thinking? And I said, yes, I am so sorry, but I was so excited about how beautiful and amazing you are. I forgot to ask for permission to touch you. Please, please forgive me. So we talked back and forth for a little bit, and then the tree forgave me and said, yeah, you know, humans, you guys are kind of hard to deal with at times, <laughs> but you should know better being you. And I'm like, yep, you're right. And then it invited me to get the dogs and to sit on it, right? So that meant sitting on that huge spread out um, root structure on it. And to this day, I have a picture in my bedroom of me sitting at the base of this tree with the two dogs on my lap. And uh, it's really only the base of the tree. And that tree is so huge, okay, so huge that not even 10 people could stand around it with their arms outstretched holding hands and encircle that base of that tree. That's how big that Douglas fir tree is. So some hundreds of years old. And uh, it reminds me to this day that uh, we can all forget what we know about the world and we can all forget what our place is in the world. We just need to remember the lessons. And sometimes the lessons can be surprising like that and even shocking, but also funny, right? Because the tree was very tolerant of my mistakes. I was very forgiving. And in the end, we became friends. I tried to find it when I was back at the coast this last uh, September. Um, but I was driving and there was a lot of traffic and I missed whatever it was. I'm going to go back and look for it when I'm on my own. But think about that tree and think about the fact that it was so aware of who it was that it put up a barrier to keep me from touching it. Now, has it done that to other people? Maybe, right? But the other thing is, if you're more aware of the planet and how we interact with each other and the fact that we are all equals, maybe the tree had a good point. I was like, you should know better than to touch without permission. And I did know better. But do we all? I mean, we go out and we assume that we own the world. We can cut down any tree we want and build a house with it or just what, float it down the river. Every day when I'm out by the ocean with my dog, I see bits and pieces of trees floating or along the shore. But how do we look at those beans, right? I mean... And that's where we come back to talking about race and country, right? What race are you? I don't care what race you claim to be because you're human, right? We're all human. And the tree is a race, right? The race of trees. And there's buildings and cars. Oh, my God. Well, in the upcoming show, I'll talk about car civilizations. They can be so helpful and so annoying, just like us. Right, But if we look at the world as a huge thing instead of a little thing, then our race is human and our country is a planet, right? We may be living temporarily in Seattle or New York or 
Johannesburg or Munich or London or any of the small little towns all over the planet or islands or whatever. But our, ultimately, our country is our planet, and we need to expand beyond thinking of our little space, right, of me being a white woman and you being whatever you are and all of us being human together. And how hard is it to look at each other as equals on the planet when we can look at the broader aspect of a relationship with a giant tree, right? That tree has as much rights as we have, right? That doesn't mean people aren't going to come along and cut it down. I don't think that tree is in danger of being cut down unless it's really at the end of its life because it's right there by the road. And they don't clear cut right by the road because <laughs> that gets bad press. But also they don't clear cut that protected section of forest. But think about race and country in a broader sense. And that's how we think about the world. So, and think about a country, the Oregon coast, that told me I wasn't well enough to live there. And think about how we could live differently on the planet if we actually talked with it. You know, if we actually asked it, what's going on? You know, like people tell you, well, global warming, everything's getting hot. And I'll believe a hurricane any day. And they say it's an ice age that's coming. Right. And it's all cyclical. You know, things move in and grow at different times. And this happens to be the time that we live in. But let's stop and think about race and country as how we limit ourselves and how we can grow beyond limitations. And I hope this story of the tree and the country telling me I wasn't well enough to live there will make you think about how you interact with the world. You know, it's really fun to go out and have a conversation with a tree. And maybe your intuition doesn't run to hearing. Maybe it runs toward feelings and you can feel the, the tree. You can feel its emotions or you just know, right? Or you can see it by looking at it. All of those different ways of looking intuitively at the world will help you grow. And unless, really, unless you tap your intuition, you're going to be like we, like we all can be limited by what we're told. You can be limited by your belief system, which tells you trees aren't as important or they can't communicate with you or maybe you can't communicate with it. All belief systems. By our emotions, how we feel about it. By the facts that were presented. But who in the world is going to tell you the fact that the country that you're thinking of living in could tell you whether it's safe enough for you? Or anything beyond what our human perception tells us. So facts can only go to the human mindset, right? And that's why our mother is talking to us about really getting on board with changing that. Has she ever talked like that before with us? Not in this particular way, right? So the indigenous populations around the world, some of them had better connections with the land around them, with nature, with our mother than a lot of us do in the in the developed world that we live in today. But they still thought that they could control it, that they had intermediaries that could connect with it, when we're all capable of doing that on our own. 
So what does our mother have to tell us about race and country? Well, and what does body, mind, and spirit tell us about that? So I'll ask you, do you believe the story about the tree? Do you believe the story about the country telling me I wasn't well enough to live there? And if you do, how does it change how you relate to the world? How you think about yourself? How you recognize that your race is human? And the country you live in is the land or the water beneath your feet, right? And that if you choose to go somewhere else, did you consult the land about where you're going? And why? So if we move forward and talk about living well and respectfully on our planet, again, it's how we relate as a country, as, as a race, where everything is equal to us. How do we honor the world around us and our place in it? By expanding our minds beyond what we think we know now and literally opening ourselves up to connect. Most of us are walking around with blinders on, blinkers, if you will, in the horse racing world that limit how we see the world around us. And we don't need to do that anymore. We need to think bigger and better. We need to reach further than, than you, than me, than our homes and our countries. We need to think about the world. Think about how we treat other beings. Are we demanding servitude over the trees? Are we offering respect? And once you open yourself up to being that, you may find out that someday you'll forget that like I did that day and the tree's not going to let you touch it. <laughs> you won't forget that lesson, I promise you. We're all really busy. We work really hard. And I acknowledge that in the last few years with the pandemic, we are all suffering from some form of post-traumatic stress disorder or in stress disorder or current stress disorder. But what is critically important is we can all make a difference in our own lives and the lives of others in the world, which leads to growth and healing if we look at the world as a bigger place than we think it is right now. We see it all around us. We just don't respect it as an equal. And when you do that, race and country have different meanings to you. So I challenge you to think about why, why you're here, why we're all here on the planet. Why we do what we do and what that means. So if you think about what is positive and what is not positive and what is race and country and what is connection and what is collaboration. You know, in an upcoming show, I'm going to talk about collaboration and collaborators and whether we're a good collaborator or not and what that means. But here's the thing. It's time for us to learn how to think. Not what to think, but how to think. And how to think is in line with our mother. Look at our mother as our conscious evolving planet. Look at her as our home. And look at her as an intelligent, sentient being who has things to tell us. And you can hear what she has to say as well as I can. I'm just taking that one extra step and being blunt about it because time is running out for us to be together here. It's time for us all to be real and it's time for us to have awe, to have the awe that I felt in that old growth forest as a child, to felt the awe that I felt when that tree basically slapped me down for touching it without permission and how we created a friendship by, by me realizing I'd made a mistake in the tree being patient, Right. Now, the story of a tree scolding a human for trying to hug it without permission doesn't 
not inspire awe in you, well, I can't help you anymore. And you can't help yourself because it's how we live in the world and humor is a good thing and human humor helps us learn and hopefully uh, the story will keep you from, again, running into problems with trying to introduce yourself to another being. So I'm going to challenge you in the coming weeks, go out and talk with a tree, talk with your home, talk with your animals, talk with the land around you. What does it have to say to you? What do your belief systems, your feelings, your emotions, the facts that you know about that land, what does your intuition tell you? And how do you think about race and country and yourself in the world when you know that your race is human, your country is a planet? We're all in it together. Not all of us are human, but we're all equals. What are you going to do about it? Questions, comments, send me an email at robinfritz.com. That's R-O-B-Y-N-F-R-I-T-Z.com. You can find my website for all of my services, intuition, personal and business, clearing space. We're going to talk a lot about that in upcoming shows. The human-animal bond, what soul clearing and past life regression do to us. But for now, I'm done for today. Send me an email with your comments, your questions, and let me know what you're thinking. Share your stories. Thank you. Take care. <music>